You know, I catch myself sometimes holding on to things that I shouldn't hold on to. But how in the world do we learn to let go of the things that we cannot change? My name's Daniel, and for the longest time, I thought that I was the most ordinary person in the entire world. But this is my journey to see the ordinary in my life change into something extraordinary. (laughs) What is it that makes us want to hold on to these things in life? What is it that even though we can't change people or relationships or circumstances makes us want to hold on to them instead of just giving them to God? Honestly, I don't know. But there are so many things in my life that I find myself grasping onto, thinking that I can change them and stressing out about, and then coming to realize later down the road or sometimes not even coming to realize it, that I don't have the power to affect anything going on in the situation. And then eventually, after I'm frustrated, I get aggravated and finally give up. And then I ask myself, why wasn't I able just to let go of this to begin with? Why wasn't I able just to hand this over to God to begin with in the first place? It's a really aggravating situation to be, and I hope I'm not the only person who ever feels like this. I know recently there was a situation at work that I didn't like that much. And the next day, I was just waiting for something to happen at work. So I was stressing out about something that was completely out of my control and not even really a big deal. But I thought about it all day. I didn't sleep good. I was thinking about it. And I talked about it, I believe, on the last episode about your friends that are there to to keep you in line. But eventually my friend James was just like, dude, like... This doesn't even matter. Let it go. But not just in that situation. There are so many situations in my life where I try to hold on to things that I can't change. And recently, I've been on a journey of learning to let things like that go. There are big things and small things. Like some things are way bigger than a small situation at work. There are relationships with loved ones. There are situations that are going on with my kids or with my career or even just little daily things that I tend to make bigger in my mind and I try and take control of when I should be giving it to God. You know, I heard this story one time about a guy who got his arm stuck in a vending machine. And he kept trying to pull his arm out. He couldn't get it. A coworker came and tried to help him get his arm out, and they couldn't get it. So then eventually they call 911, the fire department comes, and they're sitting there trying to help the guy get his arm out, and it is stuck. So last resort, they pull open the jaws of life, and they cut the front of the machine off. And when they look in the machine, the reason the guy's hand is stuck is because he has reached his hand into the machine and is holding on to a can of soda and won't let go. All he had to do through the entire situation was just let go. And a lot of times, we get to that place in life to where the only reason this situation that we're stuck in is not resolving itself, is not getting better, is because we're the ones keeping it from moving. We're the ones staying so attached to it and so fixed to the position that we have that we're unable to let go 
and see movement and see freedom and be released from that situation. We call everyone and they try and help us work through the situation. They give us advice and tips and things we should do. But really and truly, the thing that's holding us there, the thing that's keeping us where we are, is our inability to let go and give things to God. And if you're like me, you might be there today. There might be a situation that's going on or something that is happening in your life that you can't seem to let go of or that you can't seem to work out. And the truth is, it's not yours to work out. That whole situation, that whole scenario, everything you're going through is God's to work out. You just have to learn to live your life and let go of those things that you're holding on to and just give them to God. Trust God. I saw on a church marquee today, and one of the most recent episodes I talked about it, but it was one of the scriptures I read. But I drove by a church, and it said, Seek first the kingdom of God. And that's what's been on my heart really heavy lately, is seeking first the kingdom of God. Because if you do that, if you put God first in everything you do and everything that you're going after, the other stuff does work out. Sometimes we get frustrated because we feel like we're seeking God first in every situation and we don't see these things working out. But for me personally, if I slow down and analyze the things that aren't working out, those are the areas in my life where I'm not seeking God first or the areas in my life that I'm not willing just to let go and give to God completely and say, God, do whatever you want with this. Sometimes to, a, to an extent, I'll give God something and say, do whatever you want with this to this point. But if you go past this point, I don't want you to do anything with it. I'm going to hold on to it because that's too far. And that's not the mindset that we should have. We should have a mindset of trust with God and a mindset where we can lean on God and know that He's able to work out the situation the way that He sees fit. And that's so scary because just as normal people, we love to be in charge of our own destination. We love to be in charge of our own lives. And it's very, very difficult to give up that life, to give up that ownership of feeling like you're in charge of your own destiny and your own path. But the truth of the matter is, from the moment of salvation, you tell God that he is the one in charge. A lot of times in church, we, we take it for granted because we say, hey, bow your head, raise your hand, say this prayer, ask Jesus into your heart, and you're saved. But the part of that that we forget sometimes and we don't emphasize is that asking Jesus in our heart implies that we are making him the Lord and master of our lives. And that means that every situation, every step, every part of our journey belongs to him. He has authority over every place in our life. I recently heard an interview with a Christian, and they said that that they liked to be the, the Christian that they wanted to be, the type of Christian that they wanted to be. And a lot of times we all slip into that. We all slip into wanting to be for God in the areas of our life that we want. We want to be as godly as we want to be and no further. 
We want to give God the areas of our lives that we want him to have, but no further. We'll give you Sunday and Wednesday. We'll give you our life with our kids. We'll give you some of our friendships, some of our family relationships, but these right here, stay out of that, God. This is, this is mine. I know it's not godly, but I'm going to hang on to it. I'm going to keep it. And the truth is, when we do that to God, we're telling him that he is not the Lord and master of our lives. When we keep this action separate and don't give God authority over that, or we don't give God authority over this journey or this career choice or this friendship or this relationship or this aspect of who we are, then we're telling God that he's not really the final authority in our lives and that everything that he's done, everything that he's given isn't enough to cover this area of our life and isn't enough for us to trust him with everything in our lives. And this is one of the things that I get guilty of very often and then realize later down the road that that's what I've been doing. It's easy to put up your blinders and not see the areas in your life that you're doing this because you love the people in your life and you compromise your values just a little bit to spend time with them because you're shining a light and the truth is you're not. You might be involved in a relationship that you shouldn't be in but you're holding on to it and saying that you're shining a light when in all actuality that relationship is pulling you away from God. Or you might be doing an action or an extracurricular activity that keeps you away from God but you're holding on to it and making every excuse you can in the book to keep doing what you want to do. And the truth is, we should be willing to give those things to God. And it's when you're at the point in your life that you say, God, I love this person, I love this activity, I love this family member, I love this career, but if you told me to leave it all today, I would. If you told me this wasn't for me today to walk away from it, I would. And that is incredibly hard for us as individuals to do. I've had family members in my life that for years I held on to my relationship with them and constantly let myself be mentally abused and let my relationship be disrespected because I felt that it was my responsibility always to be the one keeping the peace. Try harder. It's not working because I'm not trying enough. It's not working because I'm not doing enough. I'm not being enough. I need to keep going back and keep experiencing the same things over and over and over. I have to go back because I've got to fix this. It's on me. And the only way I actually felt freedom from the situation was to finally look at everything and say, I love you. My door is open. Here are my boundaries. You're welcome in my life as long as you respect my boundaries. And I will always be there for you. And just reach out and tell me you need me. And no matter what you need, I'll be there. But you're welcome in my life. You're welcome in my kids' lives if you respect our boundaries. And that was the moment where I felt freedom. It wasn't loving them to keep letting them hurt me. It wasn't loving them to keep enabling them to continue the behavior that they did. 
and feeling like to keep the peace, to be respectful, that I had to keep putting myself in situations that harmed me mentally and emotionally. And that eventually wouldn't be good for my kids when they got old enough to realize what was going on. So for me, in that particular situation, in that particular instance, the best thing I could do was step back and say, God, I've tried this on my own. I've tried fixing this, and I can't do it. This is an area of my life that I have zero power to affect change because it requires someone else and someone else's obedience to you. I'm stepping back, and I'm giving this to you, and I'm trusting you. It doesn't change the way I feel about the people. It doesn't change my desire for them to grow closer to you and my desire for them to be in my life. It doesn't change the fact that it hurts to be away from people. What changes is me overexerting myself and wearing myself out and taking away the time and energy that I could have to do something productive and fruitful and to grow relationships in my life with my kids, with my close friends. This gives me the time to give things to God and to focus on the things in my life that are fruitful and to grow those things and to flourish and just to trust God to work everything out and to be open and obedient when He tells me or when they show up and they're willing to respect boundaries and things change to be there. Like that that stuff's not going to change. What's changes is the the mental time that I give to things that I can't affect. The stressing about things that you can't affect and that you can't change. You've done all you can. So the best you can do now is love somebody and seek Jesus with everything you got. I'm going to pray today and then I'm going to read our scripture. I know you can tell that I'm driving the car still. And I'm kind of going to keep doing the recording in the car until the kids start back in school. Because then I can have quiet in the house and record. Amanda started a new job. So on my days off, it's me and the kids. And I don't want to take away from the kids and say, Hey guys, you need to sit down and be quiet for about 30 or 45 minutes so dad can talk to the people about being as good of people as we can be and growing together because I feel like that's shortchanging my kids I know it's okay to have hobbies and okay to have things that you do with yourselves but I work close to 70 hours a week and when I'm off and everybody's awake I really want to spend that time with my kids and it's okay if it ever came down between choosing the the podcast or my kids my kids are going to win every day but luckily it hasn't come down to that. I had to change the days to Tuesday nights that I drop it instead of normally on Saturday nights that I drop the podcast. Just because my shift schedule changed from Tuesday through Saturday. I was on a Sunday through Thursday when I went in Sunday night and got off Friday morning. But now I'm Tuesday night through Saturday night, so that changes things. It puts a little more stress on me on Sundays. I'm running like crazy trying to go straight from work, straight to church. Which luckily every week since I've had it, I've made it. If not in time for choir practice, at least in time for church. So that's been awesome. But let's pray, and then I'll read a scripture to you guys, and I will let you go for the week, and I will see you next Tuesday. So God, thank you for today, and thank you for everything you've given us. God, thank you for all the blessings that you put in our lives, and I just pray that you help us in every aspect of our lives to recognize 
the things that we're holding on to that you didn't put in our lives or the things that we're holding on to that we don't have the power to change, that only you have the power to change, God. God, help us to know that through letting things go, we're not just pushing them away. We're giving them to you. We're taking our hands off of the things in our lives that we've been holding on to and give them to you to work out. God, give us peace. Give us guidance. Give us knowledge. Bless everyone who's listening, everyone who's not. Meet their needs. You know their needs more than I ever could. And just fill them with your presence and your spirit. Help them to know you and help us all to shine our light for you to the world around us. No matter what we do, help us to exemplify your love and your grace and your mercy to a world that needs your love and grace and mercy more than we could ever imagine. God, I love you and I need you every second of every day. Uh, Bless me tonight on the road. Bless everyone as they go throughout their careers and they go throughout their lives this week. Bring us back together. Bring more people in with us. Um, I praise you. And I thank you for everything you've given. In your precious name I pray. Amen. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble, so we will not fear when the earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shield with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Psalms 46, 1 through 11. And that scripture meant a lot to me. I didn't want to just give the be still and know that I am God. Because everything it talked about before would the world being in turmoil, battles being around. That's how the world feels around us sometimes. And it's hard to let go when you feel like you've got to hold on to everything. God loves you. I love you. And you should love you. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Don't forget to hook up with us on social media. I really like hearing from you. I have a lot of people message me. I love talking about you. I love getting prayer requests and praying for you. And if there's anything you need, I love to be able to talk with you and just have that moment of connection. So I will see you later. Have a good week. Love you. Thank you for listening.